Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. And it is my pleasure to bring you this show each and every week. And I'm sorry we started a little bit late, but Mercury is retrograde. And what does Mercury retrograde mean? It means electronics have problems, all kinds of things. And the way to use Mercury retrograde energy to your benefit is to finish things you've started. You know, take a look at the projects where you, you know, maybe started cleaning out a closet or maybe started organizing a bookshelf, um, started to, you know, do anything and just take the time to retreat, you know, finish things. It's not a good time to actually start things. Um, It's uh, when Mercury is retrograde, you'll have challenges with electronics. It's not a good time to sign contracts. So for Cindy Meyer today, I um, started a journey five months ago where I um, took a real estate class, took the test in January in the middle of my crazy life. It was supposed to be in December and, you know, for whatever reason, it was uh, postponed until January. And so I uh, took the test just going in to see what it felt like knowing that it would be a, a huge prayer if I passed, which I did not, and it has taken me five months to revisit that and be prepared. So I passed my state test, yay, and I was within five points of my nationals. So I'm very excited tonight, and, um, you know, 10 years ago, I started dreaming about houses in my meditations, and I thought, am I supposed to be a real estate agent? And at that time, the answer was, no, you're supposed to work with feng shui. And so tonight, you are going to be hearing me talk about one of my passions, and anyone who knows me knows I have many passions. I publish Spirit Seeker Magazine, have done that for 18 years, and you can read wonderful issues each and every month and Just like these radio shows, we have uh, many, many issues archived back a few years. So you can go to spiritseeker.com. You can read um, wonderful, very nourishing um, articles each and every month. We have a new website that's getting ready to go live. And then um, here we are on this radio show. And there's over four years of radio shows archived. All free, all there for you. It's part of my mission in life. So what is feng shui? We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about how to enhance relationships of all kinds. So if you're saying, I don't want a relationship, I've done that, I, you know, I, I'm taking a pause from that, that is fine. But wouldn't you like to have better relationships with your friends, with your relatives, with your coworkers, with the world at large? So if you have questions, please um, press one star on your phone and my producer will take you into the side room and then um, a little bit later in the show I will take questions and uh, the way I'd like to teach tonight and do the show is I'll uh, give you information then I'll see if there are some questions I'll answer questions it's one of my favorite things to do to laser point coach on the spot with um, feng shui cures or solutions um, to uh, situations and then um, I'll teach some more and then uh, we'll take more questions. 
Okay, so feng shui is over 5,000 years old, and um, it's claimed to uh, China, but then the Hindus say, "Mm -mm, we had it before you did, and they call the same uh, form of study vastu. And I am trained in black hat sect feng shui and in western feng shui, which black hat sect is one of the oldest uh, ancient traditional approaches to feng shui, but Western has taken those principles and made it a little more user-friendly for um, for the Westerners. So um, on my Facebook page is a Bagua, and if you don't have that, if you will send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, uh, I will send you the Bagua, which is the, the feng shui grid for a uh, grid or map um, after the show, I'll send you that. But if you want to friend request me on Facebook at Cindy Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R, I will accept your friend request, and then you can see the Bagua that I posted tonight, and you can download it. Or I can send it to you. And also, before we get started totally, if you want to be added to the email list for Spirit Seeker um, and the um, radio show, all you have to do is send an email, same email, info at spiritseeker.com, and then we'll let you know about the radio show, when the magazine's online, and all the other wonderful Mind, Body, Spirit events happening in the U.S. Okay, so let's go back to what is feng shui. It's the... um, ancient art of placement and it's all about energy so everything in your life um, has energy so it's important to think about where you put your things how you think about them and what you do with them that matters and I am the queen of losing things Um, our newest thing in our household is losing well I'm it's lost the backup key to our second vehicle that my son is driving. So last night he was with friends and somehow they were playing twirl the key and the key was forgotten and never to be found. And so, of course, is the backup key there? No. Is the backup key that was in the lockbox underneath the car when my daughter had it there? No, because she had lost her key and used that key and somehow never put the box back. So here we are dealing with the key situation. But, of course, I call the locksmith, and tomorrow morning we will have it repaired. But the solution is to everything has a place, and there's a place for everything. So everything that we do in our life, whether it's a key to a car, whether it's a password to a computer, anything and everything has a meaning and a purpose. So it's important to do everything with consciousness. And um, in Asia, this art is taken so seriously that there are laws um, against too many cures um, on the outside of skyscrapers. You know, skyscrapers are such tall buildings, and the people in China believe in this so much that they have limited the number of feng shui cures people can do. Now I'm going to give you a story about MasterCard that was in Hong Kong. And MasterCard, um, and you know how MasterCard is, they're very successful at making money with other people's money and lending and making their money. So they opened this office in Hong Kong and it was failing and they just couldn't figure it out. They're like, this doesn't make sense. We should be making money and nothing's working. So they called in a feng shui consultant. The feng shui consultant analyzed the space, rearranged, there were partitions everywhere, rearranged partitions, made things more open, made things more user-friendly. And... Um, the next thing you know, everything worked. So it was from a feng shui 
master coming in. East Coast, West Coast, you would not even think about buying a house in most cases without um, having the feng shui consultant come. The reason is they analyze not only the house, they analyze what happened in that house. You know, when you get Cindy Meyer, you get my psychic gifts too. And a lot of times I'll work with real estate agents whose houses won't sell. And, they're, and I, I'll say, just don't tell me too much. I want to get what I get intuitively first and then we'll go into the story. So if someone's been sick in a household, the energy is still there. If there's been a divorce, the energy is still there. If there has been a failed business and the consciousness of the person who's in this house um, has been, you know, thinking about how am I going to make it all work, how am I going to continue to pay, you know, for my kids' college, all those thinking thoughts are in that house. So the energy of a house before you buy it, um, it's a good idea to analyze it to see um, where is the relationship corner and is there a relationship corner? You know, is it outside totally, you know, where there's like dead grass or something like that? So we analyze the whole overall space. We also analyze the um, the land. Is the is the um, front yard sloping down and away from the house where all the energy is just running down? Is the Or is it in the back, in the back of the house, the same situation where there's a deep drop-off and all of a sudden, you know, the energy just goes whoop and then gone? So we analyze the, inner, the emotional energetics. We analyze the physical space to see if all areas of the Bagua or the grid are there. And then we analyze um, the externals. And the most important thing that we work with, if it's a private client, is what are the intentions of the, the client and what do they want out of this consultation. So tonight, we are going to act on the premise that all, anyone here listening to this call or sharing it with their friends later is wanting better relationships. So um, we're going to um, talk about the relationship corner, but I want to talk about um, first the fact that when you make changes in your home, oftentimes if you're living with a family, um, like if you start working with a wealth corner or the relationship corner, sometimes it will manifest in other people's lives in your house. So if, for instance, you're working with your wealth corner, it might be your husband or your wife or your son or daughter who writes a bestseller book, and all of a sudden there's great wealth that comes into the family. Same thing with the relationship corner. Um, anytime you activate or work with a relationship corner, it's going to affect every single person in that household. It's going to affect the people coming in and out of your house. So the first thing I would like you to do to figure out where your relationship corner is, is I would like you to get a sheet of paper, and I'll give you a moment to do that. So when you get your sheet of paper, you're going to make um, a tic-tac-toe like it, as if you're playing tic-tac-toe. So you're going to do two lines down, two lines across. And so then you're going to have um, nine areas, which is in feng shui, we analyze all nine areas. And um, so what you're going to do now is you're going to look at the, you've got three squares in the front row, you've got three squares in the middle, and then you've got three squares in the back. So I want you to go to the back right-hand corner, which is the south um, west, southwest corner, and I'll explain that in a moment, but I want you to go to that back right-hand corner in the back row and write relationships 
slash partnerships. And in the back, you're going to write at the whole, behind those three in the back, you're going to write south. And then you're going to come to the front three rows, and you're going to write in front of that north. And then you're going to um, write east on the left of the middle three squares and west on the right so uh, of the three squares. So you, you now know north, south, west, and east. So the next thing for you to understand is that the north is in most Western homes. You will enter and your front door will be in one of those three areas. So it will be in the little box on the left, the box in the middle, or the box on the right. So this is oriented towards your home um, with your relationship corner in your back right-hand corner. If you have a question on this, push one. My um, producer will bring you on the air. So your relationship corner is that far right-hand corner. And when we look at the nine areas, five of those areas have elements. And, um, and then the other ones, the other four, do not have a dominant element. So with your, with your relationship corner, there isn't a dominant element, although earth is mostly earth and fire, um, because you want to be grounded and you want to have passion, but you don't want to have too much fire because then you'll have tempers flaring and upsets in a relationship. And you don't want to have too much earth or people will be sitting sluggishly and never um, really you know, putting energy into their relationships. So what you want to look at it is you want it to be grounded and um, energetically balanced and harmonious and you know, just fun. So um, that corner, uh, what, what you do not want in your relationship corner are the following. You do not want lights that don't work or burnt out light bulbs because then you have darkness in that area and you're saying that your relationships don't matter. You do not want um, dying plants in this area. Dying plants will um, bring uh, dead energy into your uh, relationship corner, so you don't want that. You want, um, you want, if you are going to have plants in that area, I'll be talking about it later, you want them to be thriving and, and beautiful and energetically um, balanced, shall we say, or have fire to them. Okay? Um, the other thing is you don't want artwork representing solo people. So if you're wanting to be in a relationship or to have better relationships with people, if you just put a picture of a, a single person, it's saying, I'm in this by myself and no one else is there with me. So it's like almost saying to the universe, keep out, stay away. Um, this is all about me and I have no interest in other people. So um, you want to put, you know, if, if you're a single person wanting to have a relationship, then you want to put a, uh, a picture of two people, um, you know, two people that look happy. Um, sad, remorseful art um, is not a good idea to put in this corner. And um, people with struggling marriages, the last thing, uh, and we see it over and over as feng shui consultants, will have people who have these relationships or marriages that are just not the happiest. And then you'll look in the relationship corner and there it is. A picture of a single man or a single woman or someone sad. That's the last thing vibrationally that you would want in your relationship corner. 
So you want to think happy, romantic. Um, when you look at that picture, you think, oh, my gosh, I that picture just makes me feel fabulous. And I like to recommend uh, Gustav Klimt's um, The Kiss, which it's two lovers and an embrace. And, you know, I once had a client um, who I did a feng shui consultation for in Florida, and you know, there were, she she had her bedrooms. There were two two. This is the other part of the relationship corner. You have the the actual physical relationship corner, and then your bedroom is the secondary relationship corner. So even if your bedroom is not physically in that back right hand corner, your bedroom is still considered a relationship room. So I went into her room. She'd been saying, I, you know, and she worked 60 to 65, sometimes 70 hours a week, and I knew this, but she loved her job, so it never really felt like she worked that many hours. But she was just like, I'm around men all the time. I don't meet men. I just don't understand it. And so I was visiting, and I said, let me, you know, just see your, you know, we'll do the consultation over there. So I go into her bedroom, and here is this room that is a beautiful room, one nightstand, and above her bed is a picture of her son when he was three years old. I mean, and it was full length, the full horizontal length of her headboard. So the very first thing that I said is, if you know, she, she was just so proud of this. She just had it made, just had it framed. She goes, isn't that great? Every time I come here, I see my son. And I'm like, how old is your son now? And he was like 24, 25, and had a girlfriend, was thinking about getting married. And here she is, freezing him in time at age three, above her headboard. I said, do you want a relationship or do you want to keep remembering your son and how much you love him? I said, because I think he's kind of like already happy and of course you love your son, but he's going on with his life, which is developmentally what he should be doing. And I said, if you really want a relationship, then I would suggest you take that down and put something that is more representative of what you want. So this, I mean, I went to bed, you know, the next morning I get up, she'd been online I don't know how she, I I guess uh, eBay is how she did it. And she found this Gustav Klimt horizontal in the UK and she bought it for like $25 and it was framed. And she said, it's being shipped. I'll have it by the end of the week. So she was just so excited. And uh, I wasn't there when it came, but she took pictures and sent it to me and she just, it just changed her life in so many ways. Every time she walked into her bedroom, you know, she looked at that picture and she envisioned this man, you know, coming into her life and just loving her totally and having that total embrace. So, and then the other thing was she even at her, she, she only had one nightstand, so she got a second nightstand. The reason you want two nightstands and you want them to be the same height, they don't, you know, nowadays the, the way with interior decorating is, they can be eclectic. You don't have to have matching nightstands. But what you do have to have is if you're going to have nightstands, you have to have two because if otherwise whoever has the side of the bed with the nightstand and the light has the power. If you do have two and one is taller than the other, whoever has the taller nightstand has more power. So if you want to invite equality and harmony and mutual respect and honoring into your relationships, then you would have two nightstands of the same height um, and relatively the same surface space. And if, you know, and you want a light on both of them or a light on clipped onto your headboard on both sides, because then that's saying that we can both enjoy our time, you know, in bed reading, or we can both enjoy our time, um, 
you know, just, you know, having the ease of having a nightstand with whatever, you know, your beverage or whatever you want there. So the other thing about um, uh, the relationship corner is that you want to make sure you don't have clutter there. So this will start with the relationship corner of your home, um, and then we'll go to the bedroom again. The relationship corner in your home should be pristine and, and, and you know, very... Um, zen-like. If it's too crowded with every picture of every person in your tribe, there's not room to invite in a relationship or there's not room to foster new relationships. The pictures of all of the friends and family and all of that, um, it would be better placed in health and family and I will cover that um, in another call. But, But in the relationship corner itself, you want to create space for a relationship or space for you and your um, partner to grow if you're in a relationship. So just like the nightstands enhance the partnership, um, space and open breathing room in your relationship um, uh, also enhance you know, a relationship and having room for that. Now we're going to skip back to the bedroom. In the bedroom, you do not want pictures of your mom, your dad, your kids, your cousins, your girlfriends, your friends, all of that absolutely out of the bedroom. And people get really crazy about this. Oh, but I've had a picture of my mom and dad's wedding in my room, you know, that I look at them every day and I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Sure you do. And how much good sex are you going to have with mom and dad watching? Unless you have a kinky side and like, you know, an amphitheater. Mom and dad do not belong in your bedroom absolutely not and your kids don't belong in there and you don't want pictures of just you solo in there either because what is that saying this is all about me and um, I'm not interested in having a partnership so in your bedroom the artwork once again anything should be um, of the nature that when you look at it you think of a divine partner it's really interesting. I had a client that um, had been coming to me for coaching and breath work. Um, some people just come for coaching, and then other people people like to have uh, part coaching and part uh, energy work and breathing. So this gal had done every homework assignment. She had come faithfully for her sessions, and she'd had movement in a lot of areas of her life, but the same area that failed her Uh, was an intimate, loving relationship with a partner. So I finally just said to her, I said, you know, it's time for a home visit. I said, I I know you've made so many changes and you've done so well in so many areas, you know, with your career, with so many, so many things had manifested for her good health, but not this relationship. So I came to her house and I thought, oh, this will, you know, sometimes you have the thought, okay, it's a relatively small house. This will be a fast consultation. Not the case. Sometimes smaller houses actually take longer because they have filled every inch with stuff and you can't breathe. Other times it's not that way. But when I walked into this house, every surface was covered with things. I thought, oh, my. So then we get to the relationship corner. Far back right-hand corner. Most of it was outside, and she had a two-story home. So her main living area was on um, 
did not have access to that relationship corner. It was just like, you know, you look out and you see a patio down below, which was uh, accessed from her lower level. But in the small amount of the room that was inside, I mean, not her, not 100% of her relationship corner was outside. Um, and this was actually a question that someone emailed, so I'm covering this right here, Miss Shirley, if you hear this, um, is she had to work with the small amount of the relationship corner that was inside. And what was inside in the relationship corner was her home office and a shrine to her father who had died and her sister who had died. They both died within three months of each other. And here in this huge like area were the dead flowers from the funeral, were the, um, you know, the not program guides, but whatever it is they hand out, the memorial, the memorial uh, service guide, um, pictures of her dead dad and her dead sister. The whole thing was death, and nothing had been changed in probably the four years since they had died. She had this tiny, tiny desk that was facing a wall where she faced the wall and all of this death energy was behind her. And this was a beautiful room with windows on two sides and um, and it looked into her living room. It looked into her kitchen. It, you know, it was actually supposed to be the dining room, but she had converted it into a home office. But every everything was death, just total death. So the first thing we did was dismantle this shrine and you know it's one thing if it's an altar I mean I work with having an altar in my home um, and I teach other people how to create an altar but an altar has movable things we put a prayer or something that is of concern or if there's someone we're wanting to send love to we put a picture of them on the altar if we're out hiking or walking and we see a beautiful feather or we see a you know a seashell or something that we want to remember we put that on our altar we put candles we put symbolic things on our altar that represent things that we want to manifest but a shrine to to people who have died does not belong in your house end of subject it's just it's totally um heavy heavy energy that's called sha chi sha chi stagnant chi that is not moving so this whole corner of this beautiful room was filled with death so it took a while because you know to dismantle it but we did dismantle it and then the next thing was convincing her that we could move the desk and that all the wires and the computers and the everything would come along with it and would work. So all of a sudden she went from facing this wall with her back um, back to everything and not being able to see anything but the wall to she was sitting behind this desk able to see the whole panoramic vista of her house able to see out the window to this beautiful tree that was out the window, and she was in the command position. She, No one could enter into uh, the room from either direction without her seeing them. So that is one of the big things um, about any room that you're in. You want your bed to be in the command position. You want your uh, desk, if you have a home office, uh, to be in the command position. And what that means is if it was your bedroom you would, um, and you had a doorway coming into your bedroom, you would never want your headboard of your bed on the wall where the entry to your room is. The reason is someone is in your room before you see them and you are then at the effect of that person. If your bed is on the opposite wall or on another wall the other way, but either way where you have full vision of anyone coming in that door, then you're in the command position. 
same thing with the desk. So all of a sudden, she has her desk, beautiful view, totally shifted the energy. The death energy is gone. And, I mean, that was her consultation. It, was, it took an hour and a half to do that and then touch base with the rest of that main level. Something told me before I left, I said, there's only one last thing. I said, we never made it upstairs. I said, but I really need to see your bedroom. I could not believe it. I was so glad my guides and angels said, don't leave yet. Upstairs we go. Of course, we walk in. The bed headboard is on the same side as the entry, so she's, she's totally vulnerable. And every surface was covered with all of her friends and their children and her relatives and their kids and their husbands and their loved ones, every surface of every dresser. She had a dresser and a chest of drawers. Every surface was covered. So when I made the suggestion that she take everything down, she was like, but I like seeing all my friends before I go to bed. It makes me happy. And that was her whole life was like parties and, and, you know, going to other people's children's birthday parties and other people's christenings and other people's weddings. She had wedding pictures from like all these friends, all the weddings she'd been in. And so she dismantled it and she moved the bed. And it was like less than, I think it was three or four weeks later uh, when she came in for her session, she said, I cried. I cried for two days after you were there. And she said, and then all of a sudden I felt everything change. And she said, I met a new guy. My business is going great. I've made so many sales, I can't even begin to tell you. It's all different. And so she said, I know I, I seem kind of like upset when you left, but she said, I'm really grateful. So these are the kind of um, things that can, that can shift. Okay, so if you have a question, please press 1, and um, I will take your questions. Um, and my producer will let me know. I, uh, Nate, you can either send me a text or um, you can email me. I cannot uh, access Facebook questions while I'm on the show tonight. Okay, so let's talk about some other things about the relationship corner. Um, remember symbolic photos of things that you want to invite into your life. Um, the colors for the relationship corner, that southwest back corner, are reds, pinks, and whites. And if you think about the color pink, uh, that is a blend of red and white. And um, so those, those are the colors, red, pink, and white. Red brings in energy. White brings in um, the space. White is a metal color. It brings in space to invite in a relationship. And um, the pink, as I said, is a blend of the red and the white. And red, of course, uh, stands for fire. So um, relationships, when we work with that relationship corner, it affects the relationship with the, um, the places in which we surround ourselves. It affects our family. It, um, it affects everything. Um, the choices we make on where to work and live um, have an impact on our personal on uh, personal relationships. So when we uh, choose to have an active, um, peaceful, inviting relationship corner, it brings in that energy to every other area of our life. Now, um, my relationship corner is actually um, a good part of it is out on my deck, which the deck is attached to the house. So if you have a deck that's attached to the house and that 
far back um, corner, that deck becomes part of your Bagua. So what I have out on my um, deck is I have white uh, wind chimes. They're ceramic, and they just are very light and airy. The wind catches them, and I get to hear um, the sound all the time. And um, I also have red geraniums, pink geraniums, and white geraniums. Almost all the flowers that I have in that area uh, this time of year are red, pink, and white. I have a red umbrella to my table with the chairs around it, which invites in friends and family, um, you know, for gatherings. And then I have a pair of chairs with a table in between it. And what I envision is sitting there with my um with my mate which i am calling in um and having a table in between to have a nice uh refreshing beverage so when i look outside i um i just envision laughter you know i i hear the sound of laughter um i hear the sound of people having a wonderful time and conversations um and then in my in with inside in my relationship corner i um i have a beautiful uh drawing it's it's actually a a a painting drawing similar to um a picasso line drawing that my cousin created for me and it's a man and a woman in an embrace and i i had it in my bedroom but um I just, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put it in my relationship corner, and it's been in my relationship corner um, for just a while now, and I look at it and just envision my divine partner coming, and um, I've had more activity in that um, area, but you don't need to hear that. All, all I can tell you is that um, it, it's, it's coming, and I uh, was just in Chicago not this last week and the weekend before, and um, ran into a wonderful friend who is a reader as well, psychic reader as well, and he said, are you sure you're not in a relationship now? And I said, I know it feels like it, doesn't it? I said, it's because I envision it, I feel it, I hear him, I feel him holding me. I said, I know it is so close, I can taste it. I said, but, you know, I'm clearing the decks, you know, because anyone who knows me knows that I'm very busy and so I'm creating space with less busyness so uh, the relationship you know that you have with your home and with your relationship area is a reflection of your uh, relationship with your soul level work that you're doing while you're here on planet earth and you know your soul yearns for love your soul yearns for harmony um, and the way we create our uh, our homes directly influences how nurtured the people in the home feel. So if your home is not a nurturing environment and it's not a loving environment, then oftentimes what you'll have is you'll have foggy relationships. You'll have people who start things but then can't finish them. You'll have... Um, it just won't have harmony and and uh, harmony and peace. I know of a of a gal who has lived with her divine partner for seven years, and these two have worked on their house for seven years, and it's still not finished. They can't agree on anything. 
Um, I mean, she's an interior designer, and I taught her about the feng shui, and, you know, she taught me about interior design with my home. We worked on a, pro- yeah, a project together, and I learned an incredible amount from her, and I know that she learned from me. Um, so it was a beautiful, beautiful marriage or a beautiful blend of bringing skills together. But what I can tell you is that at one time, my relationship corner had so many colors and so much busyness that it was um, it was just almost too much. And now, well, it was too much. Um, and now in my relationship corner and the room that flows with that, it's my living room and family room merged into a great room now. I have five shades of white. And then I have taken my artwork and my accessories to um, create the um, the fire and the passion for the relationship. I also um, encourage you to put pairs of things in the relationship corner. Um, and also, um, so, so pairs, you can put, um, I have a pair of beautiful round ceramic plates that were designed by an artist. I also have um, a pair of candlesticks, um, which I don't leave them there all the time because I also have a fireplace that's a little bit in my relationship corner. And because that is so much fire, I try to temper it with um, with other elements. And um, so I do have, uh, you know, uh, what do I have with water? I have a mirror. I have some, um, some colors that bring in the water element to soften some of the, um, the heat. And I just added... Um, a fountain on my deck in the relationship corner, which is wonderful because now as I'm hearing it, uh, the water flowing, I'm thinking about all the different opportunities and um, coming my way in regards to choices with relationships, whether it's um, personal or intimate loving. So I, um, I, I've been divorced 11 years and I'm ready at this. I've had, yes, I've dated, but I've not um, been in a deep level significant relationship, which is really what I am wanting at this time. Okay, so let's talk about um, what to do if you have a missing um, relationship corner. The worst kind of house to have is an L-shaped house because if you look at your tic-tac-toe grid and you see an L, you can see that you're missing like at least four to six areas of your bagua, which means it's a very challenging um, house to live in. So, but if you, but hardly, um, there are very few homes that are, that are perfectly the, the rectangle like that. Um, so if you're missing an area, um, what you do is you work with it outside. So like my relationship area is outside on the deck. So even in winter when I clear everything, you know, put things away, I leave two chairs with a table in between and I envision um, envision that. And I also have um, some some artwork out there. They're metal candlestick holders, but they're actually, even if you don't have candles on them, they're beautiful works of art. And so I have two of them that I keep there. And then I always keep the wind chimes uh, in that area. And then I put a bird feeder in that area during um, the fall and winter so that the birds are there. And then I just envision happiness and joy and movement. Um, so if you can put a bird feeder, if you can put a bird bath, if you can put um, um, wind chimes, anything um, that brings some of the energy. But if you have a shared drop-off with a patio down below, then you do something on that patio below to fill it in. Um, but now here's the next trick. If you're missing um, the relationship corner, then you can work with your bedroom. 
you know, because remember that's a relationship corner too. So um, bedrooms, you want to be peaceful sanctuaries. I've already talked um, about the fact that you don't want pictures of the tribe in there and you don't want solo pictures in there. Um, so with your bedroom, some of the other things that you can do, um, one of the things is to not put a um, TV in your bedroom. And this is a big thing. There, It's like a, a deal breaker for a lot of relationships. And I know in my first marriage, my um, former husband had to have the TV or the radio or anything. And we always, I was an early to bed girl, up early to walk and or hit the golf course or whatever I did. I was always an early riser. Plus I had, you know, four to six kids to get off in the morning and, and before I went about my day. So I was a early to bed, um, early to rise. And he was a late, late to bed, and in he would come and the TV would be on, and it just drove me crazy. So we had to find a compromise, and the compromise was he uh, used earplugs, which, you know, I don't know, it was still it was still challenging for me because of the, the light, and you know. But TVs and bedrooms, um, if you have to have them, if, you're, if it's like a deal breaker with you and your loved one, then cover them with some kind of a beautiful cloth until it's on so that it becomes, it blends with the room rather than um, being the focal point of the room. Um, I've already talked about artwork. Tall lights are also considered good feng shui um, when you're missing an area. So you can go to like places like um, Pier 1 or World Marketplace and they have those beautiful tall um, lights that are... Um, they're vertical, they go up, those bring the energy to an area. They lift the chi or they lift, um, lift, the, um, lift the energy or chi. So those are, those are good to have as well. And you want to avoid really um, strong water, like the water that I have with the fountain is just a, a gentle sound of water. You would not want a strong, strong uh, water, metal, or wood element in your southwest corner. It just will it'll make it difficult to have light, airy relationships. Okay, what else? If you have a bathroom in your relationship corner, this does happen sometimes, um, and the thing to remember whether whether it's in the relationship corner or not is to put the toilet seat down. The reason is when you flush the toilet, the chi and energy goes straight out um, the toilet and there goes your there goes your energy and your chi. So especially in a relationship corner, you don't want your um, your energy flushing out. The other thing is that a bathroom is for um, for anointing yourself, shall we say, taking this wonderful time to do your cleansing and your honoring and your whatever it is that we do. But we all do these things in our bathrooms, right? So the bathroom, if you look at it and it's a place that you would be like, oh my gosh, someone would be appalled if they came in this bathroom, then you need to like spiff it up, clean it up, smell good, feel good, look good. Um, and many bathrooms are connected to the bedrooms and you know, you need to look at your bedroom. One of, one of the first places I suggest decluttering is the bedroom. If you're, if you have a cluttered bedroom, you're sleeping in this bedroom for however many hours people sleep—six, eight, whatever hours—and um, that's where you're spending the most time. 
unless you're a person who works in their home office and is behind a computer all day, you know, then, but other than that, most people, you know, even if they do have a home office, they're in the kitchen, they're in the laundry room, they're, you know, talking on the phone in different parts of the house. Um, but where you spend the most time is in that bed. And if you are sleeping in a room that is cluttered or the bedspread feels old, the curtains feel yucky, it just feels dark and depressing, you don't even want to go in there except to just go in there, hit the bed, turn the light off, what what is that saying? And so you want to declutter your bedroom. You want to make your bathroom, if it's in the relationship corner, especially uh, one of beauty. Um, I, I could talk on and on about bathrooms, but... I don't want to spend the whole night on that, and we only have a little more time. So if you do have a question, please, please, please push, push one pound. I um, would be happy to, uh, let's see, I am looking. There are none, so I will keep talking. You guys are good listeners tonight. Um, let's see what we can else we can do. I mentioned the wind chimes, because wind chimes bring energy uh, to a space, Um I want to talk back to the bedroom. If you do not have a headboard, you have a very weak foundation to um, your life. Headboards give give foundation. They give strength. They give support. Um, and it's best to have a solid headboard. Um, the reason being, if it's like splintered like a window, like sometimes people have windows that have the grids on them, um, or if it's open, then it's... Um, it's it splits the energy. It's also best, if possible, to avoid metal headboards since they are conductive and very sensitive people may have difficulty resting peacefully with a metal frame bed or near a metal headboard. Um, other clutter that in a bedroom, I already mentioned having clothes, or no, I didn't actually. If you have clothes piled up, if you have exercise equipment in your bedroom, tax records, kids' projects, any of this stuff, none of that should be in your bedroom. Your bedroom is for rest, rejuvenation, romance, and relief from the outside world. We have what are called yin and yang rooms. Yin rooms are rooms like bathrooms. You don't invite 15 people into your bathroom. That's a yin room. It's for um, more of a going inside to your feminine side and being with yourself. And um, and bedrooms are yin rooms. So it's for you and your loved one. It's not for um, for the world. Your yang rooms are your family rooms, your kitchen, where everyone you know joins together, your dining room, um, etc. So I mentioned romantic artwork. Um, I mentioned the two nightstands. I want to read this Chinese proverb. I think this is just so beautiful. It says, "If there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. If there is beauty in the person." there will be harmony in the house. If there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. This is an ancient Chinese proverb, and I'm just going to read it again. I just think it's so beautiful. If there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. If there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. If there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. And this, if you can just 
remember this. This is like the perfect way of describing the feng shui aspect of looking at relationships. You know, our homes and our surroundings are a mirror image of our personality, our interests, our experiences, and our beliefs. And creating a space that's filled with harmony, with beauty and order, is a way to powerfully direct our lives, connect to spirit, and honor ourselves. And the process begins in our hearts, in our homes. And our homes are a reflection of our, our, of our hearts. So one of the biggest um, statements of feng shui is love it, use it, or lose it. And if you could live your life this way, your life would look quite differently. And some people on the call may be living their life this way, but it takes courage. It takes courage to look at your life on a regular basis. Love it, use it, or lose it. And, you know, my, my a friend of mine was here yesterday, and she hadn't been here in, I don't know, she hadn't been here in over a year, I don't think. Um, I think it has been a year. And at any rate, she walked in, and she goes, wow, you can tell you're a spiritual girl. <laughs> I started laughing because, you know, you feel it. You feel me before you come into the house. I mean, I'm one of the few people on the street who has this amazing fountain that is outside now. The, this friend of mine had it in her entryway and it was too loud and it splashed water and it was sitting there, this amazing, like this artist design sculpture fountain. And she said, I have to get it out of here. It's, it's affecting everything. And it was, it was in her career area and, and, you know, it was just, it was dead energy. So it's now residing at Cindy Meyer's house. And then I have, I'm a gardener. For those of you that don't know, I'll share that. I love gardening. And so um, I have all these plants and all these colors. And then on my front porch is a rocking chair and another chair so that I invite in, you know, conversations. So I'm one of the few people who sits on my front porch. There are wind chimes that are always making noise. They have wind chimes right on the front porch, and then as well uh, there's a tree nearby that, you know, I hear the sound of wind chimes. And then um, Kuan Yin lives on my porch. It's a beautiful, but I'm getting ready to move her. I, um, but, but she's on my front porch now, but I made the decision just uh, yesterday to move her to a different part of my garden and the other part of my uh, yard. So all of this makes a difference. All of this, before people even ring my doorbell, they have felt the energy of my home they have been welcomed by me on my on my um, front door is a beautiful wreath and I change it regularly I change the cushions on on the uh, the chair and the flowers on the porch are bright red with um, with some pink and some white so you know in purple I have purple there too so this um, this is this is the nature of feng shui. If when you are placing every single thing with intention, it um, it just totally changes the ball game. And I move my artwork around. I just uh, we just had a full moon in Sagittarius, so I brought my Airte painting that was in my son's room, who is a Sagittarius, down and put it in career, which it shows the Sagittarian half horse, half man, with the arrow shooting straight forward. Um, total fire energy so that is now above my piano in my career area and when I had the full moon meditation at my house the other night we did a silent walking meditation after doing the fire ceremony and into the house we came and we I gazed at the Sagittarian aiming and shooting for his mark with what he wants and his you know what is his whole purpose why are we here and so that whole energy um, 
was in the Sagittarian painting and everyone shared in it. So I do remote consultations. I do Skyping consultations or people email me their um, their images. They take snapshots of their rooms. Um, I have a consultation form. So I, and I teach my students that study with me how to do remote consultations because guess what? Not everyone is fortunate enough to live in a city where um, there's a feng shui consultant at your fingertips. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I hear I just heard my producer. Um, I, uh, I love doing feng shui. I love teaching it, and I will actually have a weekend. I think it's in August in St. Louis. It's part of the Personal Mastery Program. The life coaches that I train um, are trained. That's the last thing that they're trained in. Their last weekend of seven is in feng shui. They get a taste of it so that they know enough to work with a client. They're not a feng shui consultant, but they have enough information to be able to help a person declutter their life um, and their mind and so that by working with their client spaces they can also clear their mind and then if you want to become a feng shui consultant you would take two additional other weekends and then um, etc but I love doing consultations I, I'm doing one of these uh, last month if you want to learn more about the wealth corner I covered that last month you go to spiritseeker.com click on the radio icon that's in the left hand corner and then just go back to the um, May show and you can learn about the wealth corner and tonight is the relationship corner and in uh, July we will be uh, you will be learning about the career area of your life so um, so I am grateful for all of you uh, that follow the show Cindy. a way to help Cindy, us Cindy, is... Cindy. yes Nate what we have a question from a person oh oh I'm sorry I didn't get it what is the question well let me get around okay I didn't know Kelly from Florida there you go <laughs> okay Hey, Cindy, it's Kelly in Florida. Hi, how are you? I am well. Hey, I just had a question. You were talking about the water in the relationship corner, and um, I was just curious, what about water beds in the bedroom? Well, it's bringing in a huge amount of um, water into your relationship corner, and water represents um, emotions, but you can have it, I would counter counter it with other elements. If you're going to have that much water that you're sleeping on, um, I would make sure that you use um, a, uh, what am I talking about, like a comforter or something else that would um, offset that. Uh, so, so I'm going to read read something about, I just, I looked it up while we're here. The waterbed, it lets us sink into a restful sleep with a gentle rocking and comforting warmth. It, in perfect harmony with our defining element water, it may sound like a fairy tale, but it's not that simple if you uh, want to balance it. So in feng shui, we have five elements. We have fire, water, air, metal, and earth. So what I would do, Kelly, is to make Um, your bedroom a perfect sanctuary I would make sure that you have the fire element that you have you know earth element because with that much water you want to make sure that you brought in with artwork or you know um, you know like I have a a statue or like not really a statue it's made out of wood it's a man and a woman and it looks like a heart that are embracing so you would just need to make sure that you um, have all those other elements really balanced so that it's not all water and all emotions okay thank you there's nothing wrong yeah there's nothing wrong with water baths I mean they're I mean they're very nourishing Good question. 
Okay. So did, um, is there anyone else, Nate, that has a question? Yeah, the only other question I had is why are my dogs barking in a certain corner of the house? Well, when Stop you do barking. the tic-tac-toe, what, um, I mean, animals are a reflection of what's going on in a person's life. And when, when, when you have stuck chi in a house, we say go borrow someone's dog or their kid. Because what do dogs and kids do? <laughs> and they're running around and they're moving the energy. And if you have happy dogs that are, like, chatting it up, I mean, they're just happy. And you're an animal rescue person, so, of course, you would have animals that are talking. Well, yeah, I mean, my, I've got this older dog, and she likes to lay in front of the television where her bed is. Um, she doesn't watch TV or anything, but it's right in front of the TV, and it's just her spot. Because she knows that's where everyone else's attention is. They, she knows that in that family room or that living room, everyone's there watching that box, and she wants to be part of all of it. Okay. You know, I'm going to tell you another. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to tell you something else. I had a uh, a. a a feng shui consultation with these clients who their dining room and they were there was just the two of them and they had a dining room and that was their relationship corner and they couldn't figure out some of their some of their challenges well guess what they had in their relationship corner their two dog beds all of the dog stuff and the dogs were number one in this relationship and so we shifted that and made the the dining room more about the two of them, and you know it just totally brought them even. They were a very sweet couple, but it brought them even more um, sweetness to the relationship. So yeah, you know you can have the dog. Weird. Yeah, you don't want to make the house, house about your. Deal with that though. I'm sorry. I mean, what? I've, got an up, I've got an upstairs and a downstairs, so we're gonna have to go and do this like. Big, huge thing. Okay, well, this will be my last thing, the last thing. Okay, so so listeners, um, and Nathan, okay. So listeners, if you have an above and below, as above, so below. So wherever your relationship corner is on that main grid that I described, above that is your relationship corner, below that is your relationship corner. Last tip I'm going to give you for the night, and this is a big one. If you're missing an area, you want to take that, grid or that bagua and go into like and take it and walk to whatever room you're going in like that doorway so in that doorway will be in one of those front three sections the far right hand corner of each room is your relationship corner so if you're missing a relationship corner if it's outside then enhance that in every single one of those rooms so what i'm getting ready to do is take the 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 couple, the embracing couple that is in my relationship corner in my living room, I'm getting ready to put it in the relationship corner of my bedroom, which is actually my wealth corner, but because that right-hand corner when I walk in is in the bedroom is a relationship room, then that's where I'm going to put that because I had it over by my bed, but you know I, I'll see it way more coming in and out of my bedroom every time I go to the bathroom. I'll see it, so that's um, so that's what I'm going to do. So you can enhance the relationship corner of every single room in your house if you're really wanting to amp up your relationship energy. Okay, well, thank you for listening, and you can always reach me at the Spirit Seeker office, which is 636-530-7579. I want to thank everyone that, you know, is my friend on Facebook who's been cheering me on, and, you know, I passed the state part of my real estate exam, and I'm going back to the national exam. I'm, I will let you know when I pass. I will let you know when I can help you with your buying and selling of houses in the St. Louis area. But I can do feng shui anywhere, so don't hesitate to call. I love to help people. 
it's one of the things I do. I also, you know, coach people with their lives, and feng shui is always part of it. Okay, so namaste, and thank you, Nate, my producer that you heard tonight, and just thank, thank you for supporting the show. If you like the show, it lets the blog talk people that look at all the stats uh, know that people are really liking the show. And if you want to be added to the email list, info at spiritseeker.com, and we don't sell our list, but you will hear from us at least once a week letting you know what the radio show is. When the new magazine's online, which the July issue is almost finished and the cover's fabulous, we had Lakshmi, Goddess of Abundance, on the June cover, and our July cover is Ganesha, Remover of Obstacles. So there you go. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Have a great week. And remember, love it, use it, or lose it. And get ready for better relationships just doing a few of the things I suggested. I love it. Okay. Good night. Turn